Blog Talk Radio. Marty Oakley of the PPJ Gazette Online. This, of course, is the TS Radio Network. We are just about to enter our 14th year, and uh, we've covered so many topics and things, but one of the highlights in all these years has been my collaboration with my co-host tonight, John LaCron. We have touched and covered things that I never even thought about before, and I've learned a lot about history and how things really work from John. And tonight, of course, we're going to be talking about this issue with Ukraine. And before John comes on and face you, the things I want to say about this are this. First off, what I don't understand is there are six bridges leading from Russia into Ukraine. Why didn't they blow them? That would have stopped them in their tracks. And secondly, it turns out that many of the videos and pictures we have been shown and seen of what's supposed to be happening over there, are fake, that they're taken from other incidences, some from years ago, and flashed on the screen, and we're told that's what's happening. Now, I don't doubt for a minute that there is a conflict going on in Ukraine, but what we are being shown and told is not accurate. It's not, tell me the truth. You don't need to lie to me at this point. And one of the things, and I think I mentioned this before, John, that I couldn't figure out is we have stuck our nose in Vietnam, in Iraq, Afghanistan, in Syria, in Libya, we're trying to smash Iran. These people didn't do anything to us, but we had to go for humanitarian purposes and save the people because they had a brutal dictator. Oh, please. And we didn't save anybody. We killed a whole bunch of them, polluted their land and their water with depleted uranium, stole their assets, and then basically just laid back and took a nap. But anyway, and here we've got this country, Ukraine, used to be part of Russia before it fell in 1991, the Soviet bloc fell, and became their own sovereign country, have been for 30-some years. But my question is, so much has gone on surrounding this piece of land, this country of Ukraine. The Holodomor of the 1920s were Stalin starved 13 million Ukrainians to death and brought in all these people from all these other places and, um, you know, treated them like they were royalty until he got rid of the Ukraines and then he turned on them. But anyway, uh, I keep wondering, kept wondering, what is it? What is in Ukraine that everybody's after but nobody's talking about? One of the things I found out in doing research is Ukraine is one of three areas in the world that religion sprang from. If that doesn't give you the heebie-jeebies, I don't know what will. Um, but it, it is ground zero for much of the world's religion. There's a lot of history there. There are also um, several toxic dumps there. There are three nuclear reactors, and Russia has apparently disabled one of them. And they're trying how to now to figure out how to mitigate the 
uh, effects of that. There, but the other thing I found out was that I that Ukraine, just as with Afghanistan, I could never understand why in the hell we were there to begin with. And I remember George Bush doofus saying, you know, the Iranian women or the Afghani women are being inhumanely treated, and we've got to save. And they didn't save one, not freaking one. In fact, the military was under orders that even if they saw one of these Afghani women being beaten in the street by these big men for whatever transgression, they were not to interfere. We did not rescue one Afghani woman, not one. But that's the reason that we were there, human rights violations. And, but Afghanistan and Ukraine have something in common, and that is both of them are deposits of rare earth minerals are massive this is what's used to make computer chips and all kinds of handy stuff like that and i suspect that's what everybody's after uh they exist nowhere else in the world in this volume and quantity as they do in the ukraine country the country of ukraine and in afghanistan there's just tons of deposits of these things and so of course you know there's corporations behind this we want in there we want that stuff but we don't necessarily really want to pay for it and um so it's just us i think this is all up in the air i think there's far more to this and john you'll probably take this to the max than any of us know or suspect but there's something rotten about this whole thing when they showed that um collage this afternoon of all these pictures we have been shown supposedly live captured pictures of missiles hitting well it turns out that wasn't even ukraine it was from some other incident somewhere else and all of these pictures were shown of this stuff and none of it is related to ukraine they've they've told it they told this story this is this fake news thing the fake news is coming from the people that keep screaming fake news and um they ought to use the tagline the Babylon Bee does, fake news you can trust. And um, But it's just, it, I, I can't figure out what's going on. Like I say here, if, if the conflict is what they say it is, Ukraine was trying to join NATO, and it was trying, and it had shown itself to be our ally. And yet we're not going to go to, and I don't want us to go to war there. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> no, please, no more wars. But all of a sudden, we're pulling back, and we're not sending any troops to help these people. NATO isn't sending in any troops to help them along the border, but not in-country. Why, they can't do anything. Um, nobody is stepping forward to help this country, and I want to know why. Why? Any other time, they'd be jumping at the chance, you know, to get out their tanks and their Humvees and their grenade launchers and this and that and something else. But all of a sudden, no, oh, no, we can't uh, we can't get involved in that. We've stuck our nose in so many other places. We're pretty much wrecked. We're just worn out. It doesn't any of it make sense to me. And now you've got this lunatic in Russia threatening a nuclear war is basically what he's doing. He's threatening a nuclear. He wants his way so bad. He wants control of the Ukraine so bad. He's willing to nuke everybody else. To get it now what is wrong with this picture and what is there that we don't know question they never tell us the truth about anything and you find out 20 30 40 years after the fact 
what happened, at least in part, that they'll admit to when everybody that was involved is pretty much dead or too old to prosecute anyway. I don't get it. I don't get it. There, there's something here we're not being told. There is something more to this than what they are saying, and it, it just doesn't make sense to me. But with all of that in mind, um, everybody, it, John, everybody, all of you know John LeCron. He's been with me a couple of years now. I'm going to let you take this over, and please explain to me what the hell is Ukraine about? Oh, darling, we are going to go so far down that rabbit hole, but trust me, I've got three pages of notes, and it doesn't even scratch the surface. But at the end of this show, you will know exactly what happened, who did it, why they did it, why NATO isn't involved right now, and there's a whole lot of other dirty little secrets. But with regard to your little comment about threatening to use nukes, um, no, that's not the intention. Now, before we get started, I want to make a couple things abundantly clear. One, we are not on the side of either of the dictators, a.k.a. controlled opposition, whether we're talking Putin or the other one who used to be an actor, and we'll get into that into the show. We don't give a rat's ass in either way. We're here about the Russian people, and we're here about the Ukrainian people because in truth… That's the biggest part of this whole picture. But as the promo reminded you, and as you've heard me say for year after year after year, all wars are bankers' wars. And the problem is I can't give you a nice little, shall we call it, package all wrapped up with a little bow because there's too many angles to this. But you see where all of the angles will come in. And in turn, create the big picture. Because again, like I remind everybody, unless you know your history, you do not know what is going on around you. Because the past controls the future. And our present day today will control our future, which is again what we discuss all the time here on this show. We have to stop consenting to the tyranny. So now we've got to do a little bit of uh, quote-unquote history, but the good news, folks, the good news is we don't have to go back very far, and this is, again, stuff I want all of you people to verify for yourself, okay? Because I'm going to tell you about people that you need to listen to, shows that you need to listen to, and why, And there was a gentleman I've been following now for several years who's lived in the Ukraine, okay? He's married to a Ukrainian woman, and that Ukrainian woman has two parents, one being Russian, the other one being Ukrainian. He has Ukrainian young people. Long story short, this gentleman has been keeping everybody abreast of what's really going on. Now, he's been on mainstream news in the past on economic issues. He has been a commentator on world affairs, and he hasn't done that for a while because, again, things like the truth, well, we don't really want to discuss things like the truth. The truth might actually go against the narrative that they want to sell us. Long story short, they're trying to sell us a war, 
Putin bad. You know, we've been talking about the Cold War back in the day. Marty and I were both party to that quote-unquote Cold War. The Russians are our enemy. And even as a boy planning to go into the military, I knew the Russian people were not the enemy, contrary to what we were being told. And they used the threat of nuclear war back then the same way they use it now. Trust me, folks. Nobody wants to set off any nukes because that starts a chain reaction. And besides, uh, the president from back in the day put up a little, <clears throat> shall we call it, defensive system. They call it Star Wars. Now, a lot of it's technology. But I can assure you I don't think too awful many rockets will make it uh, interballistically. In other words, going intercontinental. But this is an issue with the Ukraine. Now, we're going to talk about the Ukraine in days of old, when it was a part of Russia. When the Russian system was deliberately destroyed, and it was destroyed by the Western powers. If you've not read the book, um, Confessions of an Economic Hitman, you need to do that. One story I remember reading at the time was this dealing with um, a train that was leaving out of Russia one final time. And as they were traveling out of town, they were collecting the train tracks so they could sell it for scrap metal at the other side. True story, folks. The Russian people were impoverished. Now, we can go back to the days of old and the fact that the Russian Revolution was, again, watch out bankers and the thugs came out of New York and gold and all that stuff. But we're not even going to go back that far. We're going to come a lot closer to home. But the problem is we have to recognize what Ukraine is. One, it is the breadbasket of Europe. That is a fact, ladies and gentlemen. Fact two, that particular country controls most of Europe, if you want to think about geography. In other words, you think of the Monopoly game. Okay, That's Boardwalk and Park Place. Next, there was a deal made for the falling of the wall, and here was the agreement. And again, you folks know that the United States Incorporated does not ever honor its agreements. Never has, never will. But the agreement was made for the wall to come down and for Russia to break up into all of these original countries, whatever you want to call them. The criteria was this. These were to remain neutral. They were not to be party to becoming a part uh, part of NATO, North American Treaty Organization. Now, you have to realize something. NATO was created for one sole purpose, to be the military arm of the West to go against the military of the Russians. Hmm. Well, with the Cold War quote-unquote over, in theory anyway, there shouldn't be a need for a NATO, Right. I mean, honestly, we had the quote-unquote peace dividend, or at least that's what they told us. Not that it 
stop them from doing $800 billion military industrial complex budgets for decades after that. But that's, again, beside the point. We don't care, right? It's just money, a billion here, a billion there. Pretty soon we're talking about real money, right? That was according to one congressman or senator a few decades ago. But again, I'm getting off track here. So what happened? Well, we had a lot of different things happen in the Ukraine that changed the world. Now, there's this little gentleman named George Soros. Uh, you may have heard about him, you know, actual Nazi. And this particular Nazi, World War II era, look it up. You can actually see him talking about how he was going around collecting stuff that the Jewish house of the Jews that he had shipped off. Now, he was just a kid at the time, but hey, you know, what's well, a few dead bodies to collect some money, right? Hmm, interesting, huh? But what we have, Alex Jones mentioned here a little bit ago, and I haven't confirmed this yet, didn't have time before the show because I just caught that little note, that he was going to be in charge of Russia, not the Ukraine, Russia. No, that's interesting. Hmm. Now, why? And when we think about Rothschild bankers and all this stuff that, again, if you've been listening to Marty and me, you should – this is all ancient history to you, or at least it should be. One of the things Putin did is he arrested the Rothschild bankers and kicked their asses out. Okay? This has an agenda that ties to banking. And everybody knows it, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes also. But more importantly than that, this also has ties to aggression, and you will hear who the original aggressors were. So I'm going to kind of explain it this way because there's no other way to really do it. Say I'm the big thug on the street, and I got a little peon that works for me. And I go tell that peon, hey, go over there and annoy the other big thug over there for me. So the little peon does what it's told. Starts poking the bear, if you know what I mean. Well, bear starts waking up, starts getting a little irritated. <laughs> what happens? They come running on back here. Protect me, master. But you see, that's not what it's about because, again, like I said, it's all about banking. And oil, too, is always a part of it. But what boils down to is this, and this is stuff you will not hear in the Western media. This is something that I heard directly from a source in the Ukraine. There were troops on the move. They weren't Russian. Let me say that to be clear. Troops on the move. They were not Russian. They were Ukrainian troops about to go into one of these areas that used to be a part of the Russian Empire. And they lost it. And had gone back. To being neutral. Well, they didn't like that. You have to realize the Ukraine is a combination of several nationalities. 
with mostly being either Russian or Ukrainian. For all practical purposes, it's a civil war. But for seven and a half years, there has been a civil war that has been going on, financed and controlled by the crime syndicate here in the West. Now, what happened after that? So these troops were on the move, and they had a mission, and it was going to be to kill people of Russian ancestry. Putin says, can't let you do this and put an end to it. That was the quote-unquote invasion and the actual reason for it. Now, Putin several years ago did an interview. It was on a uh, radio show, um, thinking, or not a radio show, it was on a TV show or a movie that was made. Putin was reminding everybody that these countries were supposed to remain neutral. They were not Russian-controlled. They were not supposed to be controlled by the West. And joining NATO is the equivalent of joining America, which is by default means now you're a puppet of America, which means now you're an enemy to Russia. Now, you can say what you want about Putin, and believe me, I'd be the first one to tell you he's a major scumbag. He is a graduate of the World Economic Forum. He's a lot of things. He has history of being a part of their secret service. Long story short, you don't get to his level without being a real asshole and having several dead bodies behind you. That's not a joke. So we're not saying that Putin's a nice guy. He's not. But what's interesting is he's at least honest. He tells you what he thinks, unlike this crap that we've got dealing with our current administration or any of the previous ones. Again, we'll get into the Biden administration in a little bit, too, because that's directly tied to this little fiasco got routed. Now, we are told, as Marty mentioned earlier, all these explosions and all of this stuff, and they're just wiping out all these civilians and doing all this other crazy stuff. Uh, no. Gonzalo Lira, that is the YouTube channel you people need to find, Gonzalo Lira, this gentleman explained what the Russians actually have done. They have basically encircled the cities, and any time they get into actual contact with a real fight involved, they actually pull back. See, unlike America, which when we go into a country, we bomb it into the Stone Age. We destroy infrastructure. We destroy their everything that's about we destroy their water purification systems. We destroy their power supplies and electrical production facilities. We've talked about this on the show before. Marty mentioned the other week about the fact that, uh, you know, water coming from the ocean, where it was being desalinated, they destroyed that plant. This is how nice Americans are in our wars. And don't get me started on the war crimes that we did after World War II. But that's, again, story for another day. So what ends up the situation? The Russians are doing everything they can to not do what they're telling us that they are doing. They're going out of their way to not destroy the army that's there 
And here's another kicker that they don't want to admit to. What did I say a few minutes ago? The Ukrainian, for all practical purposes, grew up Russian. All those colonels and generals of the Ukrainian army, guess who their friends are? They're the colonels and the generals of the Russian army. Hello? Time to wake up. They went to the same schools. They've been in the military the same time. They don't. It was like the North and the South here in America when we had our war of Northern aggression. The generals knew each other. The colonels knew each other. They knew each other. Hell, they were saying hello, waving at each other across the battlefield, as, even as they're trying to kill each other. And when one general fell, the other general from the other team says, hey, I am so sorry, brother. And the other general said, here, I need you to pass on my uh, Bible to uh, my wife. I can't stress this enough, people. Let me be crystal clear on this tiny little detail, which everybody seems to be forgetting. War is barbaric. War is mass murder on a massive budget involving millions of people. Time to put an end to this crap, period. And that's coming from a soldier. Let me explain to you what a soldier's job is to do. As an infantry soldier, infant, you know, I like to call it uh, what it truly is. My job was to go in, break things, and kill people. Whoever I didn't kill, I was to make sure that they weren't a threat. Facts. Now, you have to realize the Russians have shown so much restraint, it's beyond ridiculous. Now, that's not saying that they won't go in and just kill somebody that's a threat to them. They will, and they won't think twice about it, or won't think twice about it. Now, one of the things that has happened is in the Ukraine, they've now done a draft. If you're 18, all the way up the scale, up to into your 60s, you're fair game to be drafted. You're fair game to be drafted. No military training, none of that, doesn't even matter. They want you. They're putting you in a uniform, and they're sticking you out there. Now, they handed out guns to civilians as well, even if they had no military experience. Now, what happened to those guns? Interesting thing about that. A lot of those guns ended up in the hands of criminals, not the people that originally were handed the gun. They just turned around and sold it, maybe bought a ticket out of town. And on that same note, folks, the trains running. They've kept the trains running. And the only reason the men can't leave is not because of the Russians, but because of the Ukrainians making sure that every man that can hold a rifle or throw a Molotov cocktail can hang around. This is the problem. This is going to be a mass slaughter unless this issue is solved, because most of these people are ill-prepared for it. And this is why, again, I sit here and I talk about war. You've heard me say it before. Marty and I, what we do, we're trying to prevent the Civil War 2.0 that the crime syndicate is trying to start here in America. 
this magical divide-and-conquer crap that they're notorious for. They're in it so deep over in Ukraine, it's not funny. The Ukraine has always been corrupt. Always. Going back and discussing World War II for just a minute. When the Nazis' army was defeated, guess what happened? Ukraine became a part of Russia. But the Nazi powers, good service, was still there. And in this little organization called the Criminals in Action, I like to refer to them as Cocaine Importing Agency, hired all these former Nazi SS types, Secret Service, and brought them into the Cocaine Importing Agency. In other words, they didn't miss a beat. The Cold War was started at the time of the ceasefire when the last German troops surrendered. That's its starting point. And right after that, you had Operation Paperclip, which brought a bunch of former Nazis into America, but it didn't stop with Operation Paperclip. And there has been these people in that area ever since. Ukraine is known to have been corrupt. And as fascinating as it is to look at the corruption, you're going to love the stories that you're about to hear now. So, we had this quote-unquote revolution back in 2014 in the Ukraine. Seems that the president there was asking for some money. Now, the Americans, of course, offered him money with strings attached. But something interesting happened. The Russians did, too, with a whole lot less strings. Well, gee, do I want to be a bitch to Putin, or do I want to be a bitch to the Americans and the Rothschilds? Hmm. Think about this. He was choosing the Russians because it was the white choice for not only the loan amount, but for his people. Can't have that now, can we? Because again, all bankers' wars, 100% of them, what do we get? A revolution. Boom. Hey, new drama. Hey, hey. So you now have this revolution and brand new president put in. Coincidentally, not very ethical if we should talk about it honestly but that's okay too because ethics is very rarely an issue when it comes to controlling societies isn't that right just think about all the lack of ethics as regards to this fraud of the last two years which Marty and I called out as fraud right from the start I would like to remind everybody but going back to the point at hand now we've had a revolution. So where does this all start the ball rolling? We know that the issue is, well, we don't want them to join NATO. That's fact one. Fact two, we don't want nukes brought into the Ukraine to be a threat to Russia. That's justification for war right there. The same way it was justification for war when we told the Russians to get the nukes off of Cuba. 
Third, banking, of course. But what about that fourth issue? That wonderful thing called corruption. Hmm? Because that, ladies and gentlemen, is the core of the problem in every government, in every society. And when you have a society that is basically in a position where there is little money, corruption runs rampant. You have trafficking of people in the Ukraine. You have poverty in the Ukraine. And I'd like to remind everybody, the Ukraine not only produces an incredible amount of food, but it actually used to be an economic powerhouse with manufacturing. But again, we don't want to look back at any of our real history now, do we? We don't want to think about the real people with real identities and goals in life who want to make the world better for themselves and their family and the world in general. Might be shut down by bankers because it's far more profitable if you can keep them desperate, which is, again, part of this agenda. Because what what was the thing the West did immediately? Oh, we put an embargo on things. We shut them down. It says, you can't get stuff from us anymore, and we won't be buying any of your stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, my mom said something back in the day about the Russians buying grain from us, and we shouldn't sell them grain. And I told my mother, and I was just a boy at the time. I looked at my mom directly in the eye, and I told my mom, I says, Mom, I says, we need to be selling them everything we can including all that grain. Because as long as they're dependent upon us, they ain't looking to kill us. Just a little side note. See, folks, there's always trade that takes place between countries. The only question is, are you trading goods and services or are you trading bullets? Something to think about. It really is. Anyway, back to the story. Well, Certain <clears throat> Barry Satoro here in America comes to the Ukraine in 2014 and says, you know what? We know you all need some money, and uh, we're here to help. Mm-hmm. We're from the government. We're here to help. You know what to do when that happens, right? You know, at least you should. Well, long story short, they took it, and it was $1.8 billion. Now, that sounds all fine, good, and dandy, and it was going to help the Ukrainian people. But the interesting thing is, um, no, it didn't. Instead, it got magically disappeared into a certain banking enterprise. And the bank in question, well, let's just say he was the guy that uh, is known. Here, let me uh, give you his actual name here in a second. But he has ties directly in also. Gentleman's name uh, is Igor. Come on, get up here. Uh, Igor Kolomowski or something like that. And we're going to be talking about him a lot because he has ties to Zelensky. But more importantly than that, while all these people in Ukraine are suffering, this stinking banker is sitting in the Swiss Alps enjoying the peace and enjoying his $1.8 billion, which 
seems to coincide very nicely with the missing 1.8 billion. I don't know. Just magically disappears from Ukraine, and all of a sudden this banker has 1.8 billion at his disposal. Seems a little strange to me, but you know, maybe it's just a conspiracy theory. I don't know. Yeah. And you see, what's interesting about this guy is uh, there that you're only supposed to have one passport if you're Ukrainian. If you have two passports, it's a big no-no. Well, this guy doesn't have two passports. He has three, and he basically summed his nose at them and says, well, the letter of the law says I can't have two passports. I don't. I have three. Interesting little side note there. He is known to be a thug. He is known to be a scumbag. You know how bad of a thug and scumbag he is? Oh, let's go there. Let's go there. He is on a list from the State Department. He can't come to the States. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Well, anyway, moving on. This Zelensky character which is a quote-unquote president, you have to realize the banker ran for president and he lost. He only got a couple percentage points, even though he spent a small fortune to try to win it. So when this next president was replaced with the current one, it had history. And the history in a nutshell was this. This uh, banker created a show because he had a telephone or a, or a uh, TV station there in the Ukraine. And this show, he pushed it and pushed it and pushed it hard. And his main character was pretending to be president of the Ukraine and dealing with the corruption. And he turned it into a comedy skit. And, you know, everybody loves comedy because we can mock, you know, United States Incorporated all day long for their fraudulent spending, you know, $500 hammers and all that stuff. Well, no different in the Ukraine. Everybody appreciates a good dig on a corrupt system, right? Well, what ended up happening was, oh, I got a plan. And you'd think it wouldn't work. You really would. But what do we tell you? They sell you everything, the cars you buy, the shoes you wear, your political party affiliation, and yes, they even sell you their politicians. So you were told, hey, there's this party that I just created that's symbolic and matches the party that's on my TV show, and the guy that's running to be president? Well, <laughs> he happens to be the guy pretending to be president. Folks, can't make this crap up. Okay, this is the insanity of the world that you're living in. They're creating the fictional world around you and turning it into our reality. What have I been telling you for years? Predictive programming? Hello? Telling you exactly what's going on before they do it? People fell for it. The guy didn't give speeches. He didn't have a platform. He didn't do nothing. Maybe he means what he says, that he's going to deal with the corruption here in the Ukraine. God, we need that. He got elected. 
Well, you don't have to be president in order to be controlling the country, folks. What have we been talking about here in America? All the American presidents have been puppets. Different in a tiny country like Ukraine. And by the way, Ukraine is not tiny as far as landmass is concerned. It's actually quite large. But the problem is, again, who's in charge? Who's pulling the strings? What's really going on? Now, going back to that Soros character that always seems to like to show up in all of these little situations. I'd like to remind everyone this dirty little secret. Soros makes his money by destroying economies. Let me say that again. Soros makes his money by destroying economies. Now, what happened with the Russian ruble? It was pulverized. You think Soros didn't make a billion or two off of that trade? Come on now. Come on. Oh, and by the way, don't write off the Russian ruble. Don't do it. See, the Russians have been smart. And again, you've been listening to us. You know this already. Russian people, Russian oligarchs, Russian government, what have they been doing? Well, they kicked out the Vatican bankers. That's first right decision they made. What was the other good one? Oh, they bought gold. Shocker. They don't need the West. And what everybody doesn't seem to get is that oil comes out of Europe from Russia. So all of the oil and all the gas that was flowing into places like Spain, Germany, that kind of thing, well, guess what? What did we say a minute ago? Embargo? Great for America. We can send our oil over there. Of course, we're now paying $4 and up here in America for gasoline. But hey, that's again, conspiracy theory, folks. Shut down the pipelines here, but we can send it overseas, but we'd never do that. Except people forget the little detail that we used to be the breadbasket to the whole stinking world. Now we're importing food into America. And don't even get me started what their definition of food is. Genetically modified crap. So when Zelensky becomes president, the first thing he does is, oh, now I'm in favor of silencing the Russian TV stations, which of course he does. Well, gee, that's not very fair. We have a word for it here in America. It's called censorship. You know, I thought the Russian censorship was bad in the 80s, and then I guess it got a little bit better because all of a sudden I was listening to Russia Today and finding that was one of the few places I could actually find some legitimate information. Now, it's just, yeah, it always has a propagandized slant in favor of the Russians, and I get that too. But if you told me in 1986 that one day I would actually occasionally listen to RT and turn around and actually apply some of what I knew from there, I would have told you you were nuts. And if you told me that we'd had Stalinist-style censorship in America in 2020, I would have said, yeah, you're probably right. I can see it happening because I saw the dictatorship rising in the 80s. I was hoping it wouldn't get here. I was hoping people like Marty and me and all the other one of us that are out here fighting against the criminal cabal would make an impact. But hey, no, we're so infatuated with our television sets. We elect presidents based on who or whether or not they were actors or not. But again, that's beside the point. So 
the strings that were attached to that money that went to the Ukraine, well, even if they didn't end up actually having it, they created this little organization dealing with corruption because, you know, don't want to actually have corruption when we give you money and it might not go to where we want it to go. (laughs) Not that it did anyway, but that's beside the point. Again, we'll talk about where you can learn all this because I don't have time to get into it. And who do you think they put on the American side of this? If you had to wager a guess, who did the Americans send to look over their quote-unquote investments? Uh, a little senator slash vice president named Joseph Biden. Oh, there's a little twist. Didn't see that one coming, did you folks? And what's more interesting, everybody expected Hillary Clinton to win in that election. And even with all the corruption and the voting and all that crap, Trump still won. Now, if you listen to Marty and me, we don't like Trump any more than we like Hillary. But clearly, Trump was a better choice than Hillary. I mean, look at the body she's got stacked behind her with the Clinton crime family, which, again, is directly tied to the Bush crime family. God, we don't have time to get into all that. But one of the things that happened around that time is a little crack addict, Biden's son, ended up becoming party to a oil business in the Ukraine. Oh, how nice is that? Guy that can't get enough money to get a fix where he was actually taking stuff off of the uh, floor of the motel, hoping it was good and smoking it. That's your vice president, or that's your president's son, if you actually believe in that. His words, not mine. And interesting. How interesting. All of a sudden, he's flush with money again. But there was more going on behind the scenes. Much more. And again, we're not political here, folks. We despise the Democratic Party. We despise the Republican Party because they've all sold you out. But there's a direct tie-in with the Democratic Party, the fraud in Ukraine, and the criminal agenda behind the attack on Donald Trump. And again, folks, this isn't conjecture. This isn't opinion. These are facts. Now, all this thing about foreign interference of election actually did happen in 2016. It actually did. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. And two people were convicted of it in the Ukraine. But that foreign interference wasn't Trump. Let me say that again. The foreign interference was not Trump. See, they had set this crap up assuming that Hillary Clinton would be president. And remember where Hillary is coming from, Secretary of State's office. Again, a most corrupt enterprise. You have to recognize that all of this stuff that happens, there is always an agenda behind an agenda, behind an agenda, behind an agenda. 
And the problem is you can sit here and you can run and follow all of these little rabbit holes until you're blue in the face. And that's the intention is to keep you so distracted with the little stuff, you'd miss the big picture. The big picture, ladies and gentlemen, is war and control and death. And again, this is why I teach you what I teach you and tell you what's happening way in advance so that you don't call fall victim to the agenda because it is. This is global economic reset. This is about establishing a totalitarian dictatorship that's going to make Nazi Germany look like a Christmas Day parade. Stalin's Russia looked like a wonderful birthday party. Pol Pot, pick your poison, folks. And again, this is why I sit here and remind everybody. If you're given a choice between Adolf Hitler and Joseph Stalin, who do you want to choose? Scumbag A or scumbag B? Stop consenting to the tyranny of... I'm going to get emotional over this crap. Because the problem is no one is standing up to the tyranny. And the people that are suffering right now are the Ukrainian people. And if things don't clear up pretty quick, an awful lot of them are going to die. And for what? Banking profits as it has been for centuries and probably has been since the foundation of our society. Because why do we kill each other? For resources and control. Not hard. You're having trauma-based mind control. You have this massive military budget. And remember, folks, I can't stress this enough. What exactly happens when you're party to NATO? Oh, if you're one of the NATO, guess what? Who are you buying your military supplies from? That would be the military-industrial complex of America. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Another tie-in. Aren't you enjoying how nice of a package I'm putting together from you? By the way, this is not coming from one, two, or three people. This is coming from all kinds of people. But I am going to give you links at the end of the show to more explain it. But long story short, this is just another part. Again, we have proof from documents that have been released that we had bioweapon places being utilized over there in Ukraine. Not one, not two, not three, not four. I think the number was eight. Excuse me? Excuse me? So we can't do that crap over here, so we export it over there, so we can continue to do all this crazy-ass shit. Hmm. Now, you think that isn't justification enough? Because remember, one of the things that that trying to do, certain gene lines, they can figure out how to kill one group of people while preventing them from dying another group of people. Now, you think that isn't cause for some concern? Now, we already know that's happening here in the States. We know that some area codes 
people got those <clears throat> clot shots, almost no problems. Other zip codes, zone improvement plan, by the way, that is a uh, something that's owned by U.S. Inc. Massive deaths from that injection. Now, you know as well as I do, if you've been listening to this show for a while, Marty and I have been railing against that injection for the longest. And in doing so, we have exposed everything that you needed to know, going all the way back to May of 2020 when we told you whatever shot they offered you, don't take it. Yeah, you can still listen to the show. It's still up on Marty's site. May of 2020. We told you what was going on. We told you to watch your six and don't fall for the lies. But what happened? Well, all of a sudden, all of the truth came out, and they couldn't hold back the wave anymore. Pushing forward, yes, they'd ban us on Facebook for 30 days. We'd give them the finger and bide our time. And on day 30 point, you know, first three minutes, back to posting. Exposing truth. Don't take the clot shot. It'll kill you. Well, would you like a bioweapon sitting there next to your place? Honestly, ladies and gentlemen, you know, anybody watch any one of those horror movies, you'd say, no, what happens if something escapes? And I'm just down the street. See, one of the things that we've been doing for the last few centuries is finding better ways to kill one another. Now, I think that's an awful, terrible waste of life's pursuits. And I would hope that the listeners of this radio show would feel the same way. Because we should instead be looking at all the wonderful ways that we can make the world a nicer place to live. You know, that real thing called peace? where there really is a peace dividend because we should be smart enough by now to know better than this crap. Which is, again, why I'm always talking about, ladies and gentlemen, hold these bastards accountable for their war crimes. 134 crimes of government agents. You can find it on Odyssey. And that wasn't even all of them. That was just two hours of me coming up with them and the help of a few other people to come up with a few more. Felonies, 134 felonies. One or two felonies get you a lifetime. Doing 134 on a daily basis, no accountability. I'm from the government. I can do whatever the hell I want. I have immunity. Uh-huh. And we putting up with this crap. One of the things that the Russians did is they secured the uh, nuclear power plants. Hmm. What do we hear about propaganda? Oh, they were busy shooting at it, and there could royal potential damage of another problem there. Spare me. Propaganda 101, folks. You know, I can't make it any clearer. If somebody on CNN, NBC, or Fox News even, is lips are moving, they're probably lying to you, and the word probably is 99.99999% correct. You have to dig through so much 
to get to the truth. But it's usually pretty safe to assume that when you're hearing something from the lame stream propaganda media controlled by the cocaine importing agency and the corporations and the bankers, that you can pretty much guarantee it's lies to promote their agenda. This should be common knowledge again if you've been listening to this show. But this was a very convenient little war. Marty mentioned the uh, Babylon Bia here a few minutes ago, and there was a little comment that I just saw regarding that. Babylon B is, of course, just fictitious garbage. But the joke was, the headline read, Putin, winner of a Nobel Prize for ending the pandemic. Notice how it's not talking about it anymore? It's all about the Ukraine. There was a meme that came out almost immediately, and when I saw it, I immediately shared it. It showed some guy in a hazardous material suit wearing a biomask, and then next to him was a soldier. And the soldier was looking at the guy in the biomask, and he says, wrong uniform. You're being played, people. See, if they get their war, and yes, American troops are heading to Europe, if they get their war, two things you folks better recognize. French figured it out. The Germans figured it out. The Americans and the Europeans better figure it out too. You will not take Russia. You will not win that war. See, they've got a lot of cool stuff that we don't like. See, they're dealing with a whole lot better technology than some poor sap in the Middle East with nothing more than an AK-47 and some modified bombs. They've got the real stuff. And those troops that they sent into the Ukraine, those weren't the crack troops. That was their secondary round. They keep the crack troops behind in case they need to break them out. As Lyra mentioned there earlier, we talked about cannon fodder. Mm -hmm. Soldier, soul dire. What do they say about soldiers? Oh, you're puppets. Useful idiots. You're just a diplomat for American foreign policy. And if you get killed or wounded or watch your friends blow up or get mentally screwed up, well, guess what? <laughs> you signed on the dollar line, sucker. Now, they didn't tell you that they were going to do experiments on your ass. And don't get me started about the fact that all these soldiers have gotten injected. There's going to be a massive die-off, and it ain't going to be from a war in the next few years. How do I know this? Oh, because one of the things that we've listened to that you're not supposed to know about is how some people that actually have access to that information in the military came out as whistleblowers and went to a congressional meeting and says, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a problem. All these people that have been injected 
Well, it seems like they now have really bad medical issues. Hello? And we were told, oh, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. No, the unvaccinated are fine because this isn't a vaccine. It's a death shot. Now, some people survived it because they, A, got the uh, injection that didn't have anything, just a little bit of water. Others are going to be long-term because, I mean, you can't have everybody keel over dead right after getting it. It kind of gives away the secret that it is designed to kill you. But it's going to make them complex. They're dealing with the healthcare industry, and I use the word health in quotation marks. A lot of money before these people die. But again, I'm getting off track, and I'm sorry, but there's so much here. You have to always question the narrative. And all of this stuff that's going on in Ukraine makes perfect cover for a proxy war, perfect cover for trauma-based mind control. And again, I watched it with a friend of mine who's gone absolutely insane because he's all convinced that it's all Russian and we're going to have a nuclear war and all this other crap. It's going to add to the supply chain issues. It's going to put America on a completely war economy and war footing. It's going to affect the price of oil. And if you haven't paid attention to gas prices this week, you will next. You've got tie-ins with the Obamas, the Clintons, and the Bidens to this mess. You have cleansing that has been taking place over there for years. There will be food shortages fairly soon over there. You will see a continued rise of the police state, which again, if we're busy paying attention to what's going on around the world, we're not paying attention to what's going here in America. What is one of the things that is happening here in America? Oh, that's that health thing coming back again. It's passed in several states now. You have to show your ID that you're vaccinated. Hmm. Shocker. Sounds an awful lot like Nazi Germany, too, if you want to really think about it. Papers, please. Now they just say, cell phone, please. Is it green or is it red? Don't forget the central bank digital currency. Again, a wonderful opportunity to bring it in. Well, cash can be used for terrorism. Can't have that, ladies and gentlemen. That's why we got to make sure that you can't have more than $50 on your person at any given time. And, of course, this, you know, we're going to check into your bank accounts for $600 balances. And, you know, all you terrorists out there. And, I mean, they've been calling us returning veterans terrorists for decades now. Come on. Time to wake up. Next, we got an asshole there in the Senate, Lindsey Graham, calling for the assassination of Putin. Uh, excuse me? Excuse me? We don't do that unless we're really serious. Now, they, you know, officially the American policy is, is uh, no, we don't take out heads of state. That's the official policy if you look at any of the paperwork. The unofficial policy, courtesy of the Cocaine Importing Agency, and, of course, if you read the book, you know, dealing with that particular issue, 
you know for a fact that it is policy to take out leaders when they don't go along, which is, again, we talked about that a few minutes ago. We had a coup there in the Ukraine, and they replaced him because he was choosing the wrong side. Confessions of an economic hitman, people. I can't stress that book enough. He was the guy they'd send in first. And if he wasn't successful, well, they just called him out, and then other things would happen. The other guy would get a visit from some people and probably wouldn't be breathing the next morning. And by the way, Gonzalo Lira, the gentleman that I'm getting some of this information from, they came after him. They came after him. They were going to do something. He made mention the fact that uh, uh, there was a uh, mayor of a small community that was mostly Russian and pro-Russians, and they murdered him. And uh, his uh, he's actually a fairly important character. And Gonzalo Lira is known by the Russians, and what they did is they chopped up his honest assessment of the war, and I watched that, which was not pro-Putin anymore. It was pro uh, <clears throat> the other clown. And they chopped it up and made it say so that he was sounding much more pro-Russian. So again, the propaganda thing. So people got emotional, says, okay, fine. Somebody put out a contract on him and uh, managed to escape. Not a joke, folks. You better appreciate when people like me and Marty do what we do. I cannot stress this enough. We risk our lives when we do this. We really do. We risk our lives, we risk our safety, we risk our families' lives, and we risk the chance of getting thrown in a cage for exposing the agenda. See, I've been inside a cage a few times, but I know I've been up there for as a political prisoner, not because I've done anything wrong. Remember, folks, the truth is treason in an empire of lies. What did the cocaine importing agency former head say? When the American people believe all of our lies to be truths, I'm paraphrasing here, we will have been successful. And we know under the Obama administration, the Barry Satoru administration, again, ties to the CIA, but we won't talk about that right now. We know for a fact that they said, okay, we could now propagandize the American people. And they started immediately. <clears throat> little school shooting that supposedly took place in a place called Sandy Hook. And I'm here to tell you, even the FBI acknowledged that there were no dead kids. It was a closed school. And yeah, I know about the fact that they shut down a gun company. I know. But again, this is the leftoids. This is the fascist. This is the criminal cabal coming after anything that can stand in their way. I teach you people what I know because you folks better realize one day I might not be here. And you better have an idea of what's going on so that you can pick up the ball and move forward. I am not going to sit back here and watch them destroy my country, destroy my family, destroy my communities in any of these goddamn wars and any of these banker efforts to enslave the planet. I'm sick of this crap. 
I've been fighting it for more decades than I know. But now I've finally gotten to a position where I'm really impacting. We have to tell people what's going on because if we don't stop consenting, let me assure you, we are the very last generation that's got a chance to put an end to this. I'm telling you that. I have seen too much happen in too short of a time. Our kids don't have much of a chance. Their kids have no chance at all. If we don't stop it now, this is coming. Accountability, folks. That's why I put in all my paperwork in these court cases and expose their corruption, expose their fraud, and call them out for their crimes. We have to do this. We have to, for our sake, the safety of our children, grandchildren, and anybody we give a damn about. And that includes people from other parts of the world, including Russians and Ukrainians. Recognize that these people are all tied into the same system. It's a slave-based system with one goal and one goal only. See, subjugation, enslavement, and mass murder of the masses of people on this planet because useful eaters are getting to be too much of an annoyance. It is now easier to kill a million people than it is to sit there and simply take them away to boot camps or take them off and uh, put them in cages. Wake up. This is all political theater. If you don't recognize that war and death is a business model, there's a problem because if you've been listening to us, again, we've taught you this. We've taught you that the way the bankers play their little games is a combination of war and through economic manipulation and pulling the rug out from other people. I call it vulture economics because that's exactly what it is. They are nothing more than a parasite class living off the rest of us. They're not even interested in sharing the wealth because there's more wealth on this planet. We can't outdo it, but we can if and when, which is exactly what these people are doing, they control the resources. See, you can grow enough food on an acre of land to not only take care of you and your family, but a whole lot of other people too, and there's a whole lot of land there. But no, we can't have peace. Everybody's vying for control of the big package, which is the whole stinking planet. Wake up to your slave masters, people. You don't need governments, Latin origin words meaning mind control. You don't need these bankers who have enslaved you and sold you into slavery to a maximus, to the all capital letters name. You're traded on Wall Street. You are their bitch. And it is time to stand up and say enough. It really is. Because as long as we're willing to put up with wars like this, we're more than happy to continue to receive what we deserve, which is more of their crap. This is the world that we built, folks. Yeah, they were the masterminds behind it, but we're the ones that are building it. Because I'm telling you right now, we can put an end to this now. What happens if tomorrow everybody says, I'm not paying your taxes? What happens when tomorrow everybody says, oh, you want to give me orders? Kiss off. 
law is simple, folks, and I've taught you this. Do no harm. Eight little letters, three little words. Everything else is fraud for profit. Everything else is building a slave system. And this war is every bit of helping it right along. And we all think it's, oh, it's all Putin's fault. Promise you. He's a party to it. Nothing happens by accidents or coincidence. And I can assure you that little fiasco in the Ukraine, all the parties were well on board with that long before the first soldier moved, which, by the way, was on the Ukrainian side. But again, that's a different story for another day. War is a racket, folks. Smedley Butler told you that. Smedley Butler told us in World War One, right afterwards, war is a racket in the 1930s. We didn't listen to him then. Are we going to listen to him now that we spent trillions with a T on quote-unquote defense? What happens if the military-industrial budget goes away, folks? What happens? Two things. One, your pockets don't get picked anywhere near as much because you don't got to support the military-industrial complex and all the things that keep it going. And two, you get this thing called the peace dividend. If you're not trying to kill one another, guess what? You can actually go on with life. You think Marty and I want to be spending all of our time sitting here trying to expose you folks to the New World Order and tell you what's going on? God knows, I'd much rather be spending time with my kids and grandkids. But no, i got to put up with this, same way you folks do. But we can end this. This is what I keep trying to remind everybody. Present with you programmable money. They're promoting their system using fake propaganda, fake photos and videos, lies and stories. The globalists have been manipulating emotions and committing treason and censoring the hell out of us. And what have we done? Some of us are still standing against the tyranny and will do it till we're pushing up daisies. But you need to be aware that the police state is being built around you right now. But it really isn't even being built around you. It's already here. The slave system, for all practical purposes, is already completely established. Just ask any Canadian who sent a few dollars to the truckers up there. See what happened to their bank accounts. Folks, you've got to realize this isn't a joke. This is life and death. Life and death. I don't know how much more permanent you can get or how stronger a point I can make than life and death. Is your television program much more important than you being able to feed yourself? Are you going to sit there and watch TV? You should be out back growing a garden, having a few chickens running around, telling your friends and neighbors, hey, the New World Order is a real problem, you know. But, but John, they're going to think I'm a crazy fool. They're going to call me a conspiracy theorist. It's not a theory when you prove it as facts, folks. And if you don't care about your friends, neighbors, and family, that's fine. You know, we'll tell them, I'm sure, maybe, and maybe not. But in the end, 
the only one you're going to have to look at in the mirror is you. I got to admit that. You will decide your future, folks, just like I'm deciding mine and Marty is deciding hers. We are all making a choice. But if you think that you're going to be able to stand on the sidelines and just watch all this happen and say, well, I didn't do anything because I thought somebody would be offended, I'm happy to offend people. Stupid people need to be offended. Maybe they'll wake up. But if you think you're going to be able to stand on the sidelines while all of us are in this fight, wrong. You're going to be bulldozed right over against like everybody else. But here's the thing. When a few of us stand up, it becomes a thorn in their side. But they can roll over us like a freight train. But what happens when there's a whole bunch more than just a few? The power of the Internet has made a difference like none other, even with all the censorship that we're dealing with now, which is ungodly ridiculous. It is the most powerful selling tool and tool to pass information from point A to point B to point C, and it can't be controlled, which scares them as well it should. How can I give you some of the information I give you? Because I can talk and listen to people from over there. I can talk to people who are on my Facebook page who have friends and family in the Ukraine that can keep me abreast of what's going on. I can network with people. I can spread information around. But John, they censored me on Facebook and they throw me in Facebook jail. Good, that means you're in the fight. I don't look at Facebook jail as being a bad thing. I end up there on a very regular basis, I promise you. And with me, it's a 30-day ban every single time. Why? What did I say a few minutes ago? Truth is treason in an empire of lies. Truth is treason in an empire of lies. You cannot have a world of peace where the whole banking supply and the military-industrial complex, all of these entities are out for profit. And they have no problem profiting off the blood and dead bodies of people. No problem at all. We have a problem. It's not just in the Ukraine. It's all over the world. And we can say, yeah, the World Economic Forum, that's a problem too. Well, guess what? Yeah, that's the mouthpiece for the New World Order. You will own nothing. You will be spied upon. And you'll be happy. Not so much. But maybe you will be. Get you all drugged and infatuated with your computers and your technology, and they fry your brain with the 5G and all that kind of good stuff. Well, maybe. But see, again, this is all can be tied in. Don't let a good problem go to waste, right? Good crisis, got to use it. Well, this would be more cover for when the economy crashes and when the dollar, which is already destroyed, continues its fall. By the way, gold went over $2,000 today. I thought you all would like to know that. And I still remind everybody, you better be buying some silver. It was only at 26 on the paper market, which means it's about $33 on the real market, which makes it a screaming bargain compared to the $2,005 gold, being that in the ground it's 8 to 1. Eight ounces of silver for every one ounce of gold. 
Like I keep reminding everybody, gold is either way overpriced, and it's not, or silver is way underpriced, which it is. And when I say buy silver, I don't mean buying that paper crap. You better be buying physical. Because when this system crashes and it's designated to do so, see, most currencies only last about 50, 60 years. We're in what? 1913, we're already over 100 they're going to sink the system because there's no way to quote, pay back the quote-unquote debt. Remember, it's about transferring assets and leaving the liabilities. And you and I, ladies and gentlemen, are the liabilities, which is why they killed so many of us in the last two years. Old folks home, young people, they're looking at killing off a lot more because what happens? Well, these people are entitled to certain things because they paid taxes, Social Security, all that, and again – Social insecurity, that's just a giant pyramid scheme, but that's, again, a story for another day. I see that we're running out of time. But in a nutshell, folks, never forget. What you need to know is this. Two quick points. Find Gonzalo Lira on eBay, or on uh, YouTube. G-O-N-Z-A-L-O. First name, last name, Lyra, L-I-R-A. Find him. Also, you need to go and find a uh, video Glenn Beck did a few years ago. Um, I found it over there on BitChute, B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E, and it's titled Ukraine Scandal Explained, Chalkboard on DNC Collusion, Joe Biden, Soros, Trump, and more. Folks, I couldn't put together what these people have already done. You need to watch this if you want to know what's really going on because in a few hours, you'll be all caught up. And all of a sudden, all of this propaganda and lies, you see through it all. That's the beauty of the internet, folks. Because we can share information with each other. And I know that Glenn Beck is somewhat controlled opposition. I get it. Same way as Alex Jones. I get it. But that doesn't change the fact that there's enough there that you folks really need to know. Because facts actually do matter. Facts matter. Because if we don't stop this war that they're trying to start in Europe, WW3, we're going to have repercussions in America you don't even want to start thinking about. You think burying friends and family over an injection was bad? Try body bags by the thousands coming in every stinking day from deaths of war. War is murder on a mass budget promoted by psychopaths. Don't fall for it. Back to you, Marty. Yeah, it's um, this whole thing. I couldn't help but notice, John, that just as this conflict in Ukraine blasted across the screen, the CDC quietly dropped all mask mandates. And there are bills in almost every state to stop vaccine passports. I know here in Georgia, they have one out and it's getting a lot of attention. Um, I think people have realized this thing was a scam. I mean, it took quite a while and some people are still hardcore believers. But you're absolutely right. This was about uh, they call it democide when your own government sets out to kill its own people. Um, this is exactly what's going on. We have seen kids sterilized 
with so-called childhood vaccines. We have seen children in Kenya here a year before last, half a million of them, sterilized, kids 15 and 16, boys and girls both, with an unneeded tetanus vaccine. And it had an agent in it which sterilized them. They did the same thing up in Nigeria. And before that, and I can't remember which African country, they um, they nailed over a million young people with these sterilization shots. Nothing good can come from this. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, the people that our government fears the most is us. It's us. These foreign foreigners and so-called, and I say, you know, these bills against terrorism, no terrorist cares what bills we pass. If they did, they wouldn't be terrorists. They don't care. Those aren't the people. The enemy's inside the gate, and they're living pretty well off of your dime. But this whole thing, um, I do believe this is the beginning of World War III, and what we have in effect is a bloodless war for the most part, thanks to this COVID lie. We are killing people. Their shots are being fired, but they're coming out of a syringe instead of out of the end of a gun. The Ukraine situation alters that to some degree, but I don't think we have seen the last nor the worst of this yet. Uh, you talk about people dying from these shots, people who will, who are now programmed to die within the next two to five years. If you go to a site called Big Pharma Death Clock and you look at the cost in lives of these so-called medical treatments, 22 million people dead over 20 years, not from cancer, chemo and radiation, 160,000 a year on average die from hospital-acquired infections. And it goes on and on and on. We lose millions of people every year to what they are uh, calling medicine. We avoid the doctor at all costs, unless it's just an absolute screaming emergency. Um, It just isn't worth the chances you're taking with these people. We have to watch all of this. The one thing I am grateful for at this point is they haven't sent any of our military for this deal there in Ukraine. And the thing about it is, the people that are beating the drum for war, they're not going to go fight. Their kids aren't going to go fight. It's going to be me, you, your kids, my kids, my grandchildren. They don't care. They don't care. And, John, something you said that really... Oof, uh, angers me so much is that they have determined that our returning veterans are domestic terrorists. And here, what was it, two years ago, the VA sent out 120,000 letters to veterans who had never been to the VA and said, even though you've never visited us, we assume you have PTSD from deployment. Um, So your Second Amendment rights are restricted. You can't own a gun or shoot a gun or anything. And not one congressman said one freaking word about that. Uh, when we deem our own military, returning military, as possible domestic terrorists, we got a problem, a big one. Anyway, John, thank you so much. This, as always, was very, very educational. And I'll be going back through this and listening to more on this. Um, don't believe anything you see on mainstream media, folks. It's all a lie. It's all an act. 
and none of it just like, you know, I told at the beginning of the show, all these pictures you've been shown of the supposed misery and the bombings and everything else aren't even from the Ukraine. And I'm not saying that it isn't taking place there, but what you're being shown is not what's taking place there. Whatever is actually happening over there, we don't know. And we're just going to have to sit here tight and see what happens. And unfortunately, I think the backlash off of it is not going to be good for any of us. Anyway, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We had a good crowd again tonight. I'm always happy to see that. Again, the shows are available in archive. You can listen to them at any time. And I always recommend on John's show to go back through and listen to it, make any necessary notes, things you need to do, information he gave out. Um, Oh, goodness. Where do we go from here? We'll be back tomorrow night with Peggy Dupree talking more about these bogus guardianship bills in Florida. Anyway, everybody have a good evening. John, thank you so much for joining me this evening. And good night, everyone.